welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey everyone, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you, people who love West Virginia. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are so many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this podcast so that people know you don't have to leave West Virginia to find opportunity. It's right here. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Robert Deffinger. He also goes by Bob and his company, ZMM Architects and Engineers. Bob, are you ready to get down to business? I sure am. Thanks for having me, Jim. Yes, Robert. Bob, I am absolutely honored to have you on the podcast to share your story. Bob Deffinger is the president of ZMM Architects and Engineers based in Charleston, West Virginia. ZMM is an integrated, award-winning design firm providing professional services throughout the Mountain State. Bob is a professional engineer and is a native of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He settled as a young man in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. He graduated from West Virginia University with a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering and from the Pennsylvania State University with a Master of Science in Architectural Engineering. Through Bob's leadership, ZMM has designed many significant building projects, including more than 250 K-12 schools throughout West Virginia, the West Virginia Regional Jail System, more than $300 million in National Guard projects, the engineering for the King of Prussia Mall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and most recently, the $100 million redesign of the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. I invited Bob on the show today to talk about his company and to share his story and to give our audience some valuable insight into his business in West Virginia. Bob, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, I sure will. I uh, moved to West Virginia as a young man, junior high school, and uh, completed my bachelor's, as you said, in uh, mechanical engineering at WVU. And I always wanted to get into the field of architecture or architecture engineering. And uh, Penn State uh, is a great, they're probably the top school in the country for architectural engineering. And uh, so I was at school a long time. I came home and uh, there was a little family business, a savings and loan, and they needed some technical help for some computer. And I went to work there for about six months. Mm. And that that, uh, experience probably helped me as much in business as my whole engineering uh, you know, curricula. Yeah, talk about and, that uh, a little bit. Yeah, well, I, uh, it, w- it was a small savings and loan. It was an all-women-run uh, association mm-hmm. doing, doing business. And, you know, this, the savings and loan debacle, I don't want to get into that, but this little savings and loan was profitable through every year through those high interest rates and so on. Hmm. And uh, I learned a lot. Uh, it was a conservatively-run association and the president always kept a lot of capital. And I was looking around. And I wanted to get that capital out and earn more money. And she said, no, <laughs> no we want to be safe. We don't have to earn you know, millions. We just have to earn, earn our keep. Yeah. And uh, that, then that crash hit. 
and we had enough liquidity that we could go to the market and earn high interest rates, mm. where all the other savings and loans were loaned up 95% in, in uh, short-term or long-term loans that they couldn't get out of. Wow. So that was one of the, you know, I, I saw that whole thing happen, and that helped me. In addition, I, uh, I appraised property, uh, bought and sold real estate uh, within mm. the savings and loan. Yeah. And um, anyway, so that was an invaluable, that, that little bit of business acumen that I picked up really helped me in my later yeah. uh, career. Sounds like you uh, you learned some lessons from that for sure. Well, oh, I should. Well, Bob, you know, I, I appreciate that, and that's that's awesome. So, I, I, you know, the question I have right out of the shoot here is how in the heck did you think that you wanted to be an architect or, an, in, you know, and get into engineering and be mechanical engineer and also get into architecture? What was the thing that kind of drew you to that line of work? Well, I, I was, all, you know, I was always good in math and yeah. uh, in science. And uh, went to school primarily to be an engineer. Mm -hmm. And and then I became fascinated with building and architecture. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to meld the two together, uh, you know, both the architecture and the engineering. And that's when I found Penn State my last year or so at uh, WVU. And and the firm that I run is an architectural and engineering firm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, businesses out there that are purely architects. There's a lot of businesses that are purely engineering. And they... They join up on projects. We do everything in house. Yeah. So we, we, you know, every building we design, ninety-five percent of what goes in that building we design. Yeah. Yep. So, so not only architecture, but the structural components. As structural. Well. Yep. Structural, mechanical, yep. electrical, the full MEP. We yep. have we have some civil. On large jobs, we we seek other civil consultants, but mm -hmm. uh, on small small jobs, we do the civil out in the house also. That's that's awesome, man. That's a, that's very cool. So. What is the 30-second elevator pitch for ZMM? In other words, what is it people? What is it that you tell people that you do? Well, I tell people we're an architectural engineering firm, and we have, we have a diverse portfolio. Uh, we've been in business since 59, yeah. and uh, we're, always, you know, we're always seeking um, different types of work. Uh, in this state, we do a lot of schools. Uh, uh, we're known for our schools, but we do – we did all the uh, regional jails, the prison. We just mm -hmm. did the civic center. But within the last um, – we used to do a lot of medical. And within the last five to ten years, we've been, um, we've been concentrating on doing more medical. Yeah. And I think that's one thing, you know, that, that that's always going to be around. And there's a lot of new innovation and so on in the medical field. And we've, we've recently picked up a large share of our work in the medical field. Very cool. Bob, what's the geographic market that you serve? Well, we serve West Virginia, um, you know, all of West Virginia. There's yeah. no market. We, ha we have branched out. Uh, this is as a side. I tell you a story. We, we, uh, we were the architects for Sears Roebuck on the East Coast for 20 years. Oh, wow. And so we traveled from Maine to Florida and back over, say, to Ohio. Mm -hmm. And although it, it doesn't sound uh, like exciting architecture to do a Sears store, and it isn't. But the logistics of all the projects that we did, and going into different cities, and you know, and setting up with codes and doing that, and getting that those projects built was a uh, was a large part of our firm's work. Mm. And of course, Sears, uh, through no fault of ZMM, you know, has seen bad times. But that was exciting work. And and with that, we branched out into a lot of large retail work up in Philadelphia and New Jersey area. Yeah. But uh, that was a, that was a good, good time. But primarily now we're focused on West Virginia, although we go to Kentucky. We have 
healthcare work in, in Kentucky and over in Ohio. Hmm. But the, our primary source of, of income is right here in West Virginia. Very cool. How many employees do you do you have at ZNM? We have about we have about forty employees, and, hmm. and we're divided probably about um, it used to be two thirds uh, architecture, one third engineering. And the engineering just supported the architecture, mm-hmm. but we're we're getting a little bit heavier in engineering just because of the hospital work. A lot of a lot of hospitals are are twenty years of deferred maintenance, uh, primarily in the infrastructure, the mechanical, and so on. Yeah. So we've we've geared up our, we've geared up our engineering staff a, a, a little bit heavier than what we used to be. Yeah, that's very impressive, Bob. What would you say is the thing you're most excited about for your company right now? Well, the thing I'm most excited about right now <clears throat> is all the work in West Virginia. Yeah. We have we have more work than we ever have had, yeah. and we have a diverse portfolio now. I see West Virginia coming back, and believe me, you know the the Civic Center was two blocks down the street. So to find a hundred million dollars two blocks away, I mean that's like a, that was a gift to us. Yeah. But but the, but now the whole the whole of West Virginia is coming back, and we're getting calls every day. And I'm just real excited about the business atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Bob, what would you say is the best thing about being in business in our state? Well, the the, the best thing I think is, uh, and it's probably the wrong term, the intimacy of of all the people mm-hmm. in the state. Everybody is close to everybody, and you you know all the people, you know all the players. So if you make a mistake, somebody knows it's out there. Or if you try to do something funny, mm-hmm. but but being being close and having all the contacts, and in West Virginia, you've heard of five degrees of separation. Yeah. West West Virginia's one degree of separation. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> As yeah. you know, you can you can go. You talk to me, and I'll bet we know a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, t- together, and and I I think that. And, you know, and I work out of state. Well, we do a little work in Georgia and some mm-hmm. other places. But when you go to those states, uh, there there is absolutely no feeling like there is in West Virginia, knowing yeah. the people. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So as far as your history with ZMM, how, how, long uh-huh. have, how long have you been with them leading the leading the team? Okay, well, that's that's another story. But mm-hmm. that, yeah, uh, I, I uh, worked at the savings loan. Yeah. And when I was in graduate school at uh, Penn State, I had an under. I had an undergraduate assistant, mm-hmm. and uh, he came to work for it was at that time Zando Martin Milstead. They were the original uh, founders in 1959, yeah. and uh, so he called me up, and I took a job, and then the rest is history. <laughs> but at, at what happened though, and a lot of a lot of uh, in small businesses, it's timing. And uh, the gentleman that started the business, they were great guys. They were in their mid-50s and wanted to get out of the business. Mm -hmm. And in the early 80s, there was some financial turndown like there is every once in a while. And uh, so myself and two two gentlemen uh, made them an offer and uh, that they didn't refuse. And uh, so I've been running the place uh, since I was 33. Mm. And uh, that was, you know, and I didn't have any money. <laughs> I, I was making a decent salary, but I didn't have any money and the risk of, you know, assuming that liability. Uh, but, you know, I don't think I ever had any fear about it. It was what I wanted to do, and I went went for it, and it's mm. uh, it's worked out for me. Yeah, that's that's a cool backstory, and I appreciate you sharing yeah. that with us. 
Bob, one of the things that I always ask people that are on the show is that, you know, take us to the to the worst business moment that you've had. And I think, you know, <laughs> even though our show, our show is positively West Virginia, but I think there's so right. much to be gleaned from, uh, you know, those, those uh, yeah. bad experiences that we just learned those lessons from. And I, I, I'd like to ask you if you could just take us to that place of your worst business experience so far and just uh, you know, kind of yeah. tell us that story. I, I can. And, uh, it happened when I was a younger man and, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I don't, I don't want to infuse any names or projects no, or yeah, I'll yeah. try to, I'll sure. try to avoid that. Sure. But anyway, it, this was a good, uh, it was a big renovation project, mm-hmm. uh, a building into, into office, into office structures. And there were a lot of, uh, banking type people involved in it. And it was made easy for them by the federal government, the federal government supplies, supplied uh, the funding for the thing so i don't think well in hindsight i know the project was not thought out um they didn't have any backlog of renters or whatever mm-hmm. and so they they got into the project um there weren't really any cost overruns but it was a long renovation period and the people they started to have to put more money in it mm-hmm. the federal government who had a big chunk of money in it got worried and they brought in a group of, uh, of um, I guess, fix- fixers from Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> it was an attorney and a, re- and a big real estate agent. Oh, so they come in to tell everybody, here's the new way forward. Well, in that whole thing, they, lo- they were looking around for money, and they came after ZMM mm. and said that, that uh, it was our fault. You know, we we engineered this thing to get our fees and not get the project done, mm. which was which was, of course, not true. And I'll and I'll uh, and so we were we were being sued for that. Oh my gosh. There was a yeah, exactly. There was another attorney, and I won't speak his name. He was on the other side. He was on the opposition, but he was their local representative. Mm. He got he he saw what they were doing. You know, trying to instigate us to get our to get our uh, our insurance, and he came forward uh, to the to the feds, and uh, and of course we got off. We had we had a big plaque in the building how we designed the thing, and and of course we ended up with a little bit of money, which was no you know no consolation to the hell we went through. Oh but God. I guess my yeah I guess my thing was I was naive at the time mm-hmm. and you know you trust people and and uh, you shouldn't always trust you need to keep your eyes wide open mm. and uh, we made through that one that one you know just fine but it was a it was a year of hell i'll wow. tell you that wow it sounds like it's still with you a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, it's with me. And one of my retired partners, I mean, if he walked in here today, we could repeat every moment that, that happened. Uh, well, I, I appreciate you, you sharing that with us. And I like yeah. your takeaway of, uh, yeah. you know, you just got to keep your eyes open all the time. Right. You know, that, yes, that, you that's, that's a great takeaway. Bob, I want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I always say head on a swivel, you know. Yeah, it's it kind of like when I'm when I'm walking through the woods, I, I'm a, I'm afraid of snakes, and uh, a, I'm always afraid that there's one like lurking right there off the trail, you know. So head on a swivel. Well, Bob, I, I want to take a, a few seconds just to mention some of the sponsors we have for Positively West Virginia. And they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today, folks, is Bob Deffinger with ZMM Architects. He's the president, ZMM Architects and Engineers. They're based in Charleston, West Virginia, and they've got an awesome story. All right, Bob, let's get back to it. 
I want to just ask, I mean, I've heard, heard your name and your, your company's name out there for, for some years. What's the vision that you have for ZMM? Uh, long term well my long-term vision i mean i'm i'm getting uh, you know i've been here a long time mm-hmm. and uh and i've i've earned an excellent living and i've i've uh, you know accomplished what i want to do you know within the business and if i had it my way i'd live forever mm-hmm. but it that this doesn't happen and mm-hmm. i have no desire really to get out but the time will come and what i my my thought is that I would like the business to continue on with the people that are here, the people that were raised up in this company, yeah. as opposed as opposed to selling it. Mm-hmm. And you know that has that has no appeal to me, uh, you know, money wise. That I, I want the, I want the animal to stay intact, yeah. and I want it to continue on, and I want it to serve West Virginia. We give we donate a lot of money to local you know charities and mm-hmm. the symphony and and. To, the, and to Marshall University now, we're supporting their, their new engineering college. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we sell this company or whatever, that stuff goes away. And that local involvement in West Virginia uh, is what I want to see. Yeah. So I want to see the, the company, you know, continue on in the same vent. Now, whether they grow, don't grow, stay the same, I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just concerned that it stays intact and that other people that are here now, get the benefit of the company. Yeah, that's I like that. It's a cool, cool outlook and kind of reminds me that, you know, that if you take care of people, which is your yep. the people that work for right. you and yep. you take care of your customers, that's another group of people that those other things will take care of themselves. And right. uh, I, th- I think that's admirable. You know, I think, um, you know, it, it, and I don't, I, I've never met you before, but I think what <laughs> you're saying is pretty cool because, you know, you're past, you know, you're carrying the torch from the founders, right? Over right, the, uh, exactly. Since, since whenever it was, the, the 80s. And it's now, 50, right, yeah, right. So 1959 and then to the 80s and then now. And, and I think that's pretty cool that you could keep that, uh, that chain going, you know, I think that's really neat. So my hat's off to yeah, you. Yeah, it is. And yep. I can explain to you the problem keeping it going and, and, uh, it may be another question or whatever, no, no, but I, okay. just to, to go ahead, you know, the pro the problem we have is finding good technical people mm. and that, you know, and that want to move to West Virginia. Yeah. And we we I use headhunters out of state wherever wherever I can go. A lot of people don't understand our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of them when they get here love the state and stay on with us. But we're not raising enough uh, college educated STEM type people mm-hmm. to, to support say to support my company. There's no architecture school in the state of West Virginia, mm-hmm. and so we get people from Cincinnati, uh, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and uh, and, and you know, so it's it's hard to to recruit those. I've got a good friend of mine in Atlanta, and he runs a MEP or you know an engineering firm. Yeah. Well, he gets all his kids from Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. so he he gets co-ops from Georgia Tech. So when it comes time comes time to hire, they're sitting right in front of you. He knows the best, yeah. gets the best, and keeps going. We don't have that opportunity. Yeah, here. that's that's that's, uh, that's definitely a, a challenge. I would say for sure. And you know, that's one of the the things that you and I share in common is that we, you know, we're we're trying to encourage people that hey, you can do it in West Virginia, right? I mean, right. There's, there's opportunity here, and I, uh, you know, one of the reasons I started this podcast you know, 18 plus months ago now right. was to uh, encourage people to, Hey, that there are things here you can do, even if you have to start it yourself, but, but yeah. you know, you've got uh, people like yourself that have companies that don't right. necessarily want to, you know, close them or sell them, 
keep it no, going. There's op- there's right. opportunity right here in West Virginia, and I think that's, and we uh, pay the, yeah we pay the commensurate salaries. I yeah. mean, you know, we don't pay less than anywhere. We're competing with the you know the market, or the people that we have here or go to all the schools mm-hmm. all over the country. You know that finally Love end it. up here. Yep. Yep. And, you know, so there, you know, so the, that, and we do the same type work yeah. as in other states, whatever. So, so it's just tough. Yeah. So, Bob, you know, you guys have been doing business for a lot of, a long, a long time right. in West Virginia, right? You've got a lot yes. of repeat customers. How do you attract new customers? How do, what's your, what, what's your plan on that? Well, the, the attracting new, new customers, since we're, you know, people that are going to build the type buildings and structures that we use. You know, a lot, you know, other than we advertise on the radio, you know, we're on WCHS, we're on all, all over, we, we, and uh, that's not my bailiwick, it's one of my partners, Mm -hmm. but we get ourselves out there. I mean, we're well known within the state that Mm -hmm. way. So, but when you get somebody that's going to spend millions of dollars on a building or a structure or a small plant, Mm -hmm. we did NGK, the spark plug people, you know, they come, they basically seek us through our reputation now. So we're out. We're out in the media, and you know, so anybody can find us. Mm-hmm. And people that are interested in what we have to do, they typically seek us. But we do government. We do a lot of government work, so we apply and we interview. Uh, we do a lot of state work, and you know, a lot of school work. Mm-hmm. So that those bigger projects uh, that that we need to stay stay alive, um, we go we go interview for them. Yeah. But the, but the other ones that come from out of state. Uh, they they typically seek us out. Yeah, that's very cool. What's one piece of advice, Bob, that you would give to young business owners or entrepreneurs thinking about starting something here in West Virginia? What's one piece of advice you would have well, for them? Um, I'll give a couple. <laughs> so, sure. Good. You know, number one's persistence. You know, the the quality that I see in people. <clears throat> you know, my employees. They don't have to be the the top. You know four point average or whatever mm-hmm. it, it's persistence it's persistence to learn it's per- persistence uh to can continue on and if you get knocked down you get back up and you keep going so that's that i think that of any quality that persistence is ranks right up there on the top mm-hmm. then the other thing i tell them is get good um accounting and legal help mm-hmm. you know you, you know don't go in fooling yourself with a wrong business plan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that, and, uh, you know, so we've done that. And I don't know if that was my business. I brought people in early and, um, I, I, we haven't, we have outside, we have outside attorney and outside accountant. In fact, it's, it's the same man. And if I mentioned him to you, you'd know who he is. <laughs> he conducts our monthly business meeting. Yeah. He comes in and he makes us face, he makes us face the numbers. And, you know, my saying is if, if if you don't run a business like a business, you don't have a business to run. Mm. So that's uh, that's my words of wisdom. I love that. Yep, that's great. And you know, we, I talk to uh, especially a lot of small companies um, throughout West Virginia, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sometimes you ask them the question, you know, what you know, what's your you know, what's your P and L look like, and they have right. no idea. You know, they're like, what's that? What's that? <laughs> well, that's, that's not that's oh. not good. So, no, it, well, and that's what I mean. What we love doing is designing buildings. So yeah, that's yeah, what we, do. Exactly. we have the project. But if you don't, if you don't keep that business part straight, and with yes. all the laws and so on, yes. you're not going to be doing that. Mm, and that's, that's uh, you know, such important advice, right there. Right. So I spend a lot of my time on that end of the business. Not that I enjoy it, yeah. but because of the necessity of exactly. it. Exactly. Great way to put that. What's one thing you do, Bob, every day that you think contributes to your success? Well. 
I, I guess, that, you know, I, of course I have a to-do list and I have my calendar and so on. And, you know, I, tr- I try to set my priorities. And the one thing I, I do do is um, return phone calls mm. and return emails mm. and don't let them sit. And if the one thing upsets me if I get a call from one of our clients that somebody in the office hasn't returned his call or whatever. And I tell them good, bad, or in between, whether you like the guy, you have a conflict or whatever, mm. you know, make that call. Don't let it fester, yeah. you know, sit there and, and keep and, and do that. So that that's my, you know, that's my one thing that I do religiously every day. Yeah. What's one resource that you use? Maybe it's a piece of technology or something like that in, yeah. that you use in your business that you just can't live without. Oh, well, let me talk about the business and I'll talk about me. But <laughs> okay. The, I, you know, I'm, I'm not that sophisticated. But we have, we are, we are completely automated with everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's drawing, uh, particularly in our large drawing and engineering package, it's called Revit or, you know, AutoCAD. Yep. And, and we have IT manager and we have, you know, I don't know how many computers or whatever, but everything is done through that. It's stored through that. We have off-site storage and backup systems that keep that going. Uh, in addition to that, we have specialized engineering programs to do heating and cooling analysis, separate structural <coughs> structural programs, um, automated business software where we keep track of our time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, keep track of our time, you know, payroll. And, and so, but the, the thing that I use uh, the most is just the Outlook calendar. Yeah. So we have, you know, within 40 people that, you know, there's always, um, they're, they're always trying to get access of your time for meetings and so on. And uh, so we allow it. And, you, you know, so I, I can look at my calendar and it can fill up and I haven't even put one item on it. Mm-hmm. But I use, I use that, I use that particularly use that calendar and uh, to keep, keep my day straight. Awesome. Bob, what's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? Well, I don't know if it's one. Uh, there's, a, there's a book called The Art of Thinking Clearly. Okay. I just read this one, okay, and it's by Rolf Dobelli, D-O-B-E-L-L-I. And that it, it, it's a book. There's probably 99 vignettes, so it's an easy pickup. You can pick, go to one. You can read it. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, go to the next, set it down, come back a week or whatever later. Yeah. But it it, ha- it has little little vignettes about did I did I sell my stock too early? Did, is it too late? How bad do I feel about it? And and it, your thought process on looking at the world and uh, mm-hmm. it. it it's semi-depressing because <laughs> it brings out all, all the things that you that you do that 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 aren't necessarily you know proper thinking. Right. Like, should I clean my house out before I sell it, or is it time to just sell my house and go down the road? It's stuff like that, and yeah, and it, uh, it, it it's an interesting book. There's there's one other one, and it, it's because I'm getting older in years. There's a book called uh, uh, Younger Next Year mm-hmm. by Chris Crowley, mm-hmm. and I picked that up probably. Uh, no, I don't know, probably five or eight years ago. And it talked about uh, middle-aged, uh, mostly men. There's one for women too, but it talked about middle-aged men and it tells you at a minimum what you need to do uh, to go on in the future. Hmm. How, mu- how much should you exercise? Should you lift weights? Shouldn't you lift weights? What do you need to do, you know, to, do to move on in your later years and enjoy life? Wow. And that's a, it's a great book. I like the way you're thinking there. And, and just for your information and our listeners on our 
uh, resources uh, page of PositivelyWV.com, we have all the books that have been recommended over the last year and a half by every one okay. of our guests. So we'll make sure we have Great. links to those. Uh, neither one of those have been suggested yet. And we have links to Amazon. So people can click on it and just order it right on oh, Amazon great. if they want to check that out. So that's very cool. That's and great. thank you for sharing that. Bob, I have mm-hmm. a, a couple of questions I want to ask you regarding leadership. And uh, right. you know, obviously, you've been you've been leading the team at ZMM right. Architects and Engineering for some time. What right. do you what do you think is the key, or maybe you have a couple of keys to be being an effective leader in a company? Well, one thing is is I think um, do what you say, mm-hmm. uh, and and the one thing you need is to get the respect you know of, of your fellow employees, and. If you you know if you say you're going to do something and then you back out, then you know you're you're going to get yourself in trouble. Mm. And I think they you know if they respect me or I hope they do, that when I when I say I'm going to do something, <clears throat> I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And that keeps that you know that keeps uh, keeps everybody in in check. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I try to I, I try not to do something I don't you know try not to do anything emotional or react on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so say, if, say if it's a conversation with you and it didn't go well and I don't want you to fire off an email, I will mm-hmm. sit that down for a day mm-hmm. and then come back and come back to it. It's mm-hmm. the same and, and never, you know, don't reprimand employees in front of another employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's simple things like that. And mm-hmm. I think then they, they, they gain, they'll gain your respect and, uh, and, and I've been, you know, successful in operating like that. I love it. I, I always talk about the, you know, the time between stimulus and response is right. it, it's yeah. golden, right? It it's is golden because you can, you can, uh, you could affect a lot of different outcomes just by that time that you have between yeah. the stimulus and response. So I'm going to flip the question, Bob, and I want to okay. get your perspective uh, from the point of view of the follower. In your mind, what what's what's it take to be an effective follower in a, in a company like yours? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I have some thoughts on that. You know, one, uh, we have a lot of technical people. Architects are typically outgoing. Mm-hmm. Engineers are a little bit more reserved. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish, you know, and I always speak this if I go to a college or whatever, get those engineers to take a speech class. Well, they don't have to be Obama, but mm-hmm. they, they need to stand up at a, at a table and be able to speak their subject. Mm. Um, but what what aggravates me is when somebody doesn't come in and talk to me, and or you know, and and fill me in on that. And the most successful employees, I tell them this, and it's not to say that you're, um, you know, you're sucking up to the boss or whatever, but but keep the boss informed. Mm. And that's what you know. Yeah. And I, I the, my Huge. yeah, and particularly particularly on my technical side. You know, I, I run. In addition to that, I'm you know I run all the engineers and I have architect partners too mm-hmm. here. But uh, and the the ones that aggravate me the most are the ones that will not come in and talk to me. And it it tells me like when they start a project, you know I've got a lot of experience and so do other people in this firm. If they would speak and just have a five minute discussion, mm. they could start the project down the right road properly or not. I love it. And and you really need to talk to your superior. Yep. And let them know where your com- communication, communication is superior. Oh, that's that's, that's huge. yeah, and and they need to they need to initiate. It should not be initiated by the boss. Yeah, they yep. need to initiate it. That's very cool. Good stuff. Good, great insight. 
Bob, and you know, as we kind of wind up our time here over the okay. next couple of minutes, how can our listeners learn more about ZMM Architects and Engineers? What's the best way for them to learn more about your company? Well, probably the website. Yeah, we're we're all over social media, and uh, and we have a, we have a ton of followers mm. uh, on Facebook and so on. But if you just go to ZMM.com, you can get started. Awesome. And uh, and and we we put out you know we post stuff and. I don't personally, but but <laughs> we we post stuff on the, the Facebook and and some other you know other media media stuff, and we get great response. That's great. I mean, in, into the thousands, and I'm thinking you're kidding me. People are <laughs> people are reading, or they're on our face page and whatever. But uh, but go to zmm.com and uh, and you can always call me. Uh, you know, I'm 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 always available, and no matter where I am, I can. Uh, I can be reached. That's great. And we'll make sure that we, uh, in our show notes of the podcast itself, we'll have a link to that website. And, uh, of course, your phone okay. number is on there as well. That, that'll be great. Right. And folks can go there and learn more about your company. Bob, it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today. What you're doing is incredible. I mean, I've been a, a fan of, of some of the work that you guys have, have done there, especially the new project uh, uh-huh. in Charleston, the Coliseum and Convention Center. That's a beautiful yeah. structure. It is. And uh, you guys have done a great job. And what you're doing all across the state of West Virginia is just incredible, especially for as long as you're doing it. So I just want to encourage <laughs> you to keep going. It's, oh, uh, we it's, will. Yeah, hopefully it's that. very, very impressive, and it's just been great to have you on the podcast Well, today. Jim, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk to you. I don't get get out to talk to, you know, on this, this mode very often, and uh, I sure appreciate it. Yeah. Have you done many podcasts before? No, I haven't. Oh, I, know, I really haven't. Well, you, you did an excellent job. I really appreciate your time. Well, folks, okay. that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan, as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Bob Deffinger and ZMM architects and engineers in Charleston, West Virginia. Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, encouragement, and sharing this on your social media channels as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 